Smoke climbed into the crisp springtime air, and the sound of crackling flames, shouting men, and water spraying at the beautiful liner caught in the blaze filled the air. The flames licked at her cold, war-painted sides, turning the navy gray a charcoal black. And as the smoke twirled up into the cosmos, the responsible party escaped. The men fighting the blaze looked at each other, knowing there was only one option to salvage this situation that was quickly spiraling out of control. Sink the Bremen. Welcome to Shipwreck Sunday, where we investigate disasters at sea and the impact that they have on the world today. My name is Eleanor. Today, we will be discussing the fire that destroyed the beautiful Norddeutscher Lloyd ocean liner, SS Bremen. If you want to watch the flames dance, stay tuned. Quick disclaimer for our younger audience before we dive in. This story does include details of a maritime disaster resulting in the loss of a vessel, Nazism, wartime violence, arson, and death that may be disturbing to some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised for those under the age of 13. Please keep in mind that I'm not a mariner or expert in the field of maritime history, but I've done my research. Okay, everyone, let's get into it. SS Bremen, also known as TS Bremen, which stands for Turbine Ship, was a German ocean liner built for Norddeutscher Lloyd by Deutsche Schiff und Maschinenbau Aktiengesellschaft. This was a cooperation of eight German shipyards from 1926 to 1945, with the leading company being AG Weser in Bremen, Germany. She and her sister, which we will cover next week, were designed to have a cruising speed of 27.5 knots or 50.9 kilometers per hour and 31.65 miles per hour, which would allow Norddeutscher Lloyd to have a weekly crossing with two ships, a feat that normally required at least a trio. Take the Olympic class for example. The Southampton to New York City route was originally going to be handled by RMS Olympic, RMS Titanic, and RMS Britannic but we all know how that turned out. If you don't, check out our Titanic Month content where we break down the stories of all three Olympic-class ocean liners. As for SS Bremen, she was a large ocean liner with her tonnage sitting right at 51,656 gross registered tons and her displacement at 55,600 tons. In imperial measurements, she was 938.6 feet long, had a beam of 101.9 feet, a maximum draft of 33.89 feet, and a depth of 71.5 feet to the promenade deck. In metric measurements, that's a length of 286.1 meters, a beam of 31.1 meters, a maximum draft of 10.3 meters, and a depth of 21.8 meters to the promenade deck. For capacity, she was designed to carry a total of 2,139 passengers split into four classes. 811 first class, 500 second class, 300 tourist class, and 617 third class. Her crew would average 966 total. As for propulsion, SS Bremen was equipped with four sets of geared steam turbines capable of generating 33,750 horsepower or 25,170 kilowatts each. Combined, that would be 135,000 horsepower or 101,000 kilowatts maximum. Her boiler and machine equipment were designed by Professor Dr. Gustav Bauer, and SS Bremen was equipped with four airtight boiler rooms to house these. The science is actually quite brilliant behind this odd design. 
The combustion air for the oil burners of the boilers was blown into the boilers via eight steam turbine blowers, and this resulting positive pressure meant that the boiler rooms were accessible only through airlocks. This steam was generated in 20 oil-fired water tube boilers, 11 double-enders, and 9 single-enders in 4 banks, being fired by 227 oil burners total. The feed water would be preheated to 266 degrees Fahrenheit, or 130 degrees Celsius, and her fuel consumption was 800 tons a day, fed from oil bunkers capable of holding 7,552 tons of oil. All of this powered the four geared steam turbines, which in turn turned her four screws, and this allowed her to reach that designed speed of 27.5 knots. SS Bremen and her sister SS Europa both had a very unique feature. They had a catapult on their upper deck between the two funnels with a small seaplane, and this allowed for faster mail service. The airplane was launched from the ship several hours before arriving at her destination to drop off mail, landing at the seaplane base in Blexen. SS Bremen was laid down on June 18, 1927, being launched on August 16, 1928, and completed on July 5th of the following year in 1929. Her maiden voyage would commence on July 16, 1929, and she was supposed to be joined by her sister SS Europa, However, Europa was absolutely gutted by serious fire during her fitting out, and so SS Bremen made her first transatlantic journey alone. She departed Bremerhaven for New York City under the watchful eye of Commodore Leopold Ziegenbein, and she arrived in New York City in four days, 17 hours, and 42 minutes, thus snatching the blue ribbon from Cunard's RMS Mauritania, the sister ship of RMS Lusitania. During this voyage, she averaged a speed of 27.83 knots, or 51.54 kilometers per hour and 32.03 miles per hour. If you're enjoying this video, let me know down in the comments section below. Don't forget to give this video a like and subscribe to our channel for more stories like this. If you're on an audio-only format like Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, or another podcast service, make sure to subscribe for more episodes and leave us a 5-star review since it helps us reach more listeners like you. Okay, back to SS Bremen. This voyage had another amazing feat. It was the first time mail was carried by a ship-launched plane for delivery before the ship's intended arrival. The float plane, a Heinkel HE-12 piloted by 27-year-old Lufthansa pilot Baron Jobs von Studnitz, was launched at sea roughly 20 miles or 32 kilometers east of Fire Island, New York, with 11,000 pieces of mail in six separate mailbags, each weighing 220 pounds or 100 kilograms. This mail was successfully delivered to New York several hours before SS Bremen docked at the northern German Lloyd Pier at the end of 58th Street in Brooklyn. On her return, SS Bremen took the eastbound Blue Ribbon, arriving in Germany at just 4 days, 14 hours, and 30 minutes after she left New York City, averaging 27.91 knots or 51.69 kilometers per hour and 32.12 miles per hour. This was the first time an ocean liner had broken two speed records on her first two passages. Talk about efficiency. During this return voyage, her mail plane was launched in the English Channel near Cherbourg, France, this time carrying 18,000 letters to Bremerhaven. 
The mail was successfully delivered several hours before SS Bremen arrived, and though SS Bremen was mighty fast and successful, she'd lose the blue ribbon to her sister SS Europa in 1930 for the westbound crossing, and the eastbound crossing to Italian ocean liner SS Rex in 1932. She was involved in World War II, but we haven't gotten there just yet. Nazism began to gain power in Germany, and as this was happening, SS Bremen and her peer in New York were often the site of anti-Nazi demonstrations. For example, on July 26, 1935, a group of anti-Nazi demonstrators stormed SS Bremen just before she departed New York and tore the Nazi flag from the Jack Staff, throwing it into the Hudson River. Normally, tossing a country's flag into the river would violate several federal laws in the United States, but at the time, there was a dual flag law, meaning both the black, white, red horizontal tricolor, which was previously the flag of the German Empire, and the swastika flag were both national flags of Germany. Only the ship's swastika flag had been torn out and chucked into the Hudson, so U.S. authorities deemed no symbol of Germany had been harmed. Sadly, the Nazis got smart, and on September 15, 1935, the dual flag law was changed, removing the status of the black-white-red flag of Imperial Germany, lest it be used by reactionaries. Upon coming to power, the Nazis had used it as a co-national flag to replace the black-red-gold flag of the Weimar Republic, and now they'd changed everything to the swastika flag. Fast forward four years to 1939, the year that World War II would begin, and on February 11th of that year, SS Bremen began her South America cruise. This made her the first ship of her size to traverse the Panama Canal. On August 22nd, just nine days before the war was declared against Nazi Germany and World War II would begin, SS Bremen began her last voyage to New York City. She'd worked the Atlantic Ocean for 10 years, and in that time, she'd completed almost 190 transatlantic voyages. Four days later, on August 26, 1939, Germany was anticipating the invasion of Poland, and so the Kriegsmarine, or Nazi Germany's navy, ordered all German merchant ships to head to German ports immediately, and this meant SS Bremen as well. SS Bremen was on a westbound crossing heading for New York City, being only two days from her destination when she received her orders. Despite this, Bremen's captain continued to New York City to disembark her 1,770 passengers. She left New York City with just her crew on August 30, 1939. On September 1st, the day World War II began, she was ordered to head to the Russian port of Murmansk. While she sailed, her crew painted the ship navy gray for camouflage, and she used bad weather and high speed to avoid any Royal Navy cruisers, which were now on the hunt for German vessels. She arrived safely in Murmansk on September 6, 1939, and she stayed until December. With the outbreak of the Winter War between Finland and the Soviet Union, SS Bremen made a mad dash for Bremerhaven on December 10th, arriving on the 13th. She was sighted and challenged on her way to Bremerhaven by the S-Class submarine HMS Saturn, and while challenging SS Bremen, an escorting Dornier DO-18 seaplane forced Salmon to dive for safety. After the dive, Salmon's master, Lieutenant Commander E.O. Bickford, decided not to torpedo SS Bremen, believing that she was not a legal target, and this quick-witted decision likely delayed the start of unrestricted submarine warfare. 
If you want to hear about a ship that was sunk unfairly during wartime, check out our videos on MV Wilhelm Gustav and MV Goya, two German vessels that were sunk while carrying refugees. If you're confused about the legality of this, it's because in war, you're not allowed to sink passenger ships or hospital ships. To make it fair, these types of vessels are also not allowed to transport weapons, ammunition, or troops, and all hospital ships must help the wounded indiscriminately. Let me know if you'd like a video explaining hospital ships and the laws of warfare in more detail. Alright folks, qu a quick note before we get into the sinking. If you have any ships you'd like us to cover, make sure to leave us a comment with your suggestions and you might hear your favorite ship here on the podcast. Also, check out our community tab to keep up with us, and we are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back to the action. SS Bremen would go on to be used as a barracks ship to house Nazi soldiers, with plans in place to use her as a transport ship in Operation Sea Lion, which was the intended invasion of Great Britain. She was repainted and given the designation as Troop Ship Number 802, and the Royal Air Force even attempted to sink her, but they failed. However, she'd never take part in any special operations, thanks to one particular crew member. On March 16, 1941, 14-year-old Walter Schmidt set SS Bremen ablaze by lighting a fire in her expensively furnished and wood-paneled dining room. If this doesn't sound flammable enough, don't worry. This room had been converted into a mattress storeroom, and all of the wood paneling, expensive furnishings, and mattresses went up in flames quickly. The fire licked up the walls of the vessel, spreading from room to room until the entire ship was engulfed in fire. Quickly, the Bremerhaven fire brigades reacted, trying to put out the blaze, but it was no use. SS Bremen started heavily listing in the quay, and knowing there was no other way to salvage the ship, the decision was made to flood her. SS Bremen was flooded so that she could right herself and sink in the shallow water of the Vesa River, and this would ultimately make the salvaging of her brilliant machinery much easier. As the fire was out and the salvaging process could begin, the Gestapo initially were scratching their heads trying to figure out what happened, suspecting first that British intelligence had done the deed. However, following a lengthy investigation, it was found that the 14-year-old deckhand Walter Schmidt was to blame. He eventually confessed to the arson, having set SS Bremen ablaze in revenge for a clip on the ear given to him by a supervisor earlier. The Nazis were not forgiving of the young man, and they swiftly executed him for the arson. If you want to hear about another ship that caught fire, check out our episode on SS Normandy. As for what was left of SS Bremen, the once proud Blue Ribbon winner, she was left a charred hulk looking over the remains of Bremerhaven, a city frequented by the Royal Air Force and U.S. 8th Air Force bombers. In 1946, the shell of a ship was towed to a sandbar 3 miles or 4.83 kilometers upriver, and she remained there like a beached whale until she was gradually dismantled and scrapped between 1952 and 1956. As for her legacy, SS Bremen was immortalized in a 2004 stamp issued that featured her before the Manhattan skyline. And a year before that in 2003, Radio Bremen produced a one-hour radio feature, Koningin der Mir, the Geschichte des Schnandampfers Bremen. In English, this translates to Queen of the Seas, the story of the rapid steamer Bremen. And this was created by Detlef Michelers and other former sailors of SS Bremen. 
in current times, there is a 1 to 100 scale model of SS Bremen in the stairwell in the Übersee Museum Bremen. And in the shipping exhibit, there is a model of her smaller, earlier namesake in the same scale. Between 1949 and 1962, a 39-foot or 12-meter model of SS Bremen called Bremen IV Jr. was built by enthusiasts Gunter Bruce and Gunter Boss. The model weighs 10 tons, and it is operated by a two-person crew inside, and it toured the world. It actually achieved a Guinness World Record for the world's largest seaworthy model ship, and currently it resides at Technic Museum Spare. This episode couldn't be possible without our lovely patrons. Thank you all so much. If you'd like to support the channel and future episodes, go to patreon.com slash Sunday to join. SS Bremen was a gorgeous, innovative ocean liner that served thousands of passengers for 10 years on the Atlantic Ocean before her legacy was marred by the work of Nazi Germany. In a way, she was saved from becoming a monstrosity by arson, but in the same breath, she went out with a whimper and thus marked a sad end to such an incredible ship with an incredible history. If you're interested in another ship that served the Atlantic for an extended period of time, check out our episode on RMS Olympic. And that's a wrap on SS Bremen. Thank you for tuning in to Shipwreck Sunday. Stay tuned next week for part two of our two-part series on SS Bremen and SS Europa, ending with SS Europa, a blue ribboned bearer who miraculously survived World War II. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.